We ran it for about six months, and I think he increased his reviews by like 100 reviews on Google, and he increased his overall rating, which was already fairly high, but he, he moved it up even higher, you know, so he looks really, really good on Google. Um, and it helped his website rank better, too, as he did all this. And so that's when uh, we started to see those results on his site, where I, where I was like, well, um, I should sell this to my other clients. Tevya Washburn reached out to me over the summer and asked if I might be interested in having him on the show. It turns out his timing was great. See, Tevya creates a WordPress plugin to help him gather and display social proof, reviews and things like that. And I had just finished reading a book that talks about the importance of social proof. So I have him on and we chat about how he came up with the idea and why he built it and of course, how he built it. There's a lot of really good advice about getting reviews and getting that that really important social proof that you need to sell your product or service. And this is a pretty traditional episode of the show. So uh, sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we'll get on to it after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Ahoy, the easiest way to increase customer engagement on your WordPress site. Install Ahoy, create a message box, configure where to display it, and start seeing conversions come in. You can create messages for cart abandonment, upsells and cross-sells, custom support, and so much more. Ahoy's flexible conditions let you choose exactly where and when you want your message to be displayed. I've recently installed it on my own WooCommerce site, and I've already seen increased engagement. And I know this because of Ahoy's powerful analytics and reporting. You will see ROI within days of installing Ahoy, if not sooner. And that's even more true for listeners of How I Built It. You can get an exclusive 20% discount on any plan. Visit useahoy.com slash howibuiltit and use the code howibuiltit at checkout. That's useahoy.com, U-S-E-A-H-O-Y, useahoy.com slash howibuiltit and the discount code howibuiltit. Use those today. Increase your engagement and sales on your WordPress site. Thanks to Ahoy for their support of this show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Tevya Washburn. He is the creator of Starfish Reviews, which is a social proof plugin for WordPress. Tevya, how are you? I'm great, Joe. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thanks very much. Uh, for those listening at at the time we're recording, I just got back from Orlando where I got to try out, um, I got to preview Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World before it opens, and I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I'm in a fantastic mood. I'm jealous. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my brother works at Disney World. Ah, um, sweet. So, yeah, so it was it was great. The stars aligned. I happened to be there anyway for a conference. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was a fantastic experience. You could see it up on uh, my Instagram story, uh, which I'll link in the show notes. Um, but that's not why we're here today. We're here to talk about uh, building social proof. And uh, so, Tevya, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, 
So I've been building uh, WordPress websites for about a decade now, and um, it recently, uh, I say recently, a few years ago, um, came to my attention how all these um, SaaS services were um, helping people do their review marketing or social proof, as you mentioned, um, through their, their services where they could help encourage the positive reviews and maybe capture the negative ones for internal review. And the more I started looking at it, the more I realized there was really no uh, really affordable option on the low end. Um, and especially, specifically, there was none that actually ran on WordPress as a plugin or whatever. Um, and so that's how Star, that's a really, really brief version of how Starfish Reviews was born. And so that's what I do. Um, at least part of the time now <laughs> is mm. to help build and market this Starfish Reviews plugin. Great. Yeah. So, uh, so you noticed that there wasn't really something out there that was specifically on WordPress. Um, what did you find as far as looking at uh, other tools? Is there, is there like a, a popular social proof plugin that a lot of people use or is it kind of industry based? Um, yeah. So, well, so there's a number of popular uh, SaaS, you know, software as a service solutions out there. Um, and actually, there's a ton of them. <laughs> if you tried to compile a list, it'd be quite long. Um, but uh, so in case any listeners are a little unfamiliar, social proof is just anytime you can use your users or customers input or feedback to show other people how they feel about your business, right? And so in this case, what we do is we encourage um, online reviews, and that is a big part of social proof, and it also plays into SEO and things like that. Um, and so uh, most of the platforms out there are fairly broad, like they'll cover everything from like Google to some very niche ones that have to do, you know, with just a specific industry or whatever. Um, and so most of them are will cover all those. Uh, but most of them, if they have a WordPress integration, it's just a little... Uh, bridge or something, you know, that pulls in some of your data from their platform. None of them actually run on WordPress. Gotcha. Gotcha. I see. So um, we, there are plugins that will kind of sit on their server and uh, through like some connector WordPress plugin, it'll pull all of the data from their server, etc. Yeah, and usually it's uh, just to display the reviews. So there are a few reviews plugins that will pull in your reviews and display them, uh, but there's none that are actually helping you manage and uh, encourage getting new reviews or generating reviews, as we sometimes call it. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. And so, um, so I guess what made you what made you want to uh, create Starfish reviews, right? Which is Maybe the opposite. You have a plugin sitting on your WordPress site where um, can people fill out reviews through the WordPress site, or does it pull? Like exactly, how does that plugin work? Sure, that's a great question. Um, so it is most basic, and and right now our plugin is kind of basic. Like I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, but it's getting better all the time. Um, it just creates these little landing pages that we call funnels, and the funnel is essentially a form stepper. Um, where people can, you know, it, it asks them right up front, you know, how do you feel about this product or service? And people can decide, um, you know, how they want to word it so they can totally customize it. That's another great feature of ours is we made it totally customizable so they can put in whatever wording they want, whatever, you know, 
audience they're trying to go after, they know their audience better than we do. And so they can totally customize it to fit that audience. But it basically, the idea is it just says, hey, how do you feel about this product or service or business, you know, however they're using it. And then they can give it like a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a smiley face or a frowny face. And then if it's if it's the thumbs up, for example, then it encourages them, well, hey, go leave us a review. And then it takes them uh, to like Google reviews or wherever the user um, wants them to go, or the, I should say the website owner wants them to go. Um, or it can give them options too, so they can choose between, say, Google and Facebook and TripAdvisor and, and wherever else they want it to, to offer to their clients. Um, and then if they give negative you know, feedback, if they say thumbs down or whatever, um, then it will uh, offer them to submit the feedback internally. So it's kind of trying to counterbalance that tendency that a lot of us have to just go leave a review when we're ticked off and we're unhappy about it, right? Um, and, and instead capture that for internal review. And then the website owner can review with the their team and say, okay, um, you know, we need to do better in this area or here's how we can get better. Wow, that's really fantastic, right? So there's a couple of things at play here. The first is that... Um, if it is negative feedback, you can immediately open up that dialogue without having to like stumble upon it, right? Um, yes, on, exactly. Like, say Amazon. Yeah, I as somebody reviewed my my book, my most recent, well, my last book, I guess it's not very recent anymore. Um, and they gave it like zero stars, and they said like it doesn't teach the things that they wanted to learn. Uh, but it's because like she didn't really read the description of the book. She's like it was too developer heavy and like it's called like building themes. Um, but there was nothing I could do about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I especially Amazon, like they want to, um, they really won't let you refute reviews from what I've seen, or at least the little guy won't. Um, uh, but the other thing that I like about this, right, is if they click the thumbs up, now you're giving them the option to review where you want, and that plays into. Uh, this like psychological technique uh, for people wanting to complete the task they start, right? Sure. Yep. And it's so easy too, because all they have to do is click thumbs up or thumbs down. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all it is. But then they've started, and then, like you're saying, they want to finish, and so they're much more likely to go through and leave a review and and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's really fantastic because I mean, um, aside from actually getting people to 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 review products and services, which is which can be hard. Um, you're also kind of getting that immediate feedback from them by making it as easy as possible, right? Um, especially like on a podcast, I try to make my calls to action as easy as possible mm-hmm. because I know that people are like probably on their phone listening or they're doing something else, and I want them to remember. Uh, I don't want it to be like a multi-step process. Yeah. Exactly. And so ours is as easy as just sending them a link in an email or a text message. You know, they just hit it and then, you know, decide thumbs up or thumbs down. We even have added a feature where you can construct a link in such a way that the thumbs up or thumbs down is pre-selected. So if you want to put the thumbs up, thumbs down indicator uh, right in your email, you can do that and then when they hit it there. So you're, you're even eliminating one more step there, one more click there um, and shoot them straight into the funnel with, with one or the other already selected, if that makes sense. Yeah, that that's perfect. Actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because we're going to go on a little bit of, t- of a tangent right now. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> today, as we record this, about two hours ago, 
um, I was looking for a solution just like that because I am uh, I'm trying a new format. By the time this episode comes out, I will have tested this format a couple of times actually here on how I built it. And uh, I want I want people to either say yes, they like it or no, they don't. And I couldn't find, you know, anything really good that was just like this link is yes and it logs yes and this link is no mm-hmm. and it logs no. It sounds like your solution will will do that. Um, so I guess my follow up question now, and this is like completely for me, when a user hits thumbs up or thumbs down, is that logged? Is that logged somewhere, or is the second step the one that's logged? Uh, no. So each step is logged as it as it occurs. So if they abandon at any point, you have whatever data you know you got up to that point. So it, it's really designed to send them to a review platform. But really, the destination is just a open URL field. So if you just want to send them to another page on your site and say thanks so much, that's the feedback we needed to have. Then yes, it'll do exactly what you want to do. This episode is brought to you by Pantheon. Starting a new project? Looking for a better hosting platform? Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for your WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. You can sign up a new site in minutes with a free account. You only pay when it goes live. That is my second favorite feature to Pantheon, only to the easy ability to create dev staging and live servers and push to GitHub. It's very easy to set those things up on Pantheon. So you can head over to Pantheon.io today again to set up a free account. Pay only when it goes live. Thanks so much to Pantheon for their support of this episode and this season of How I Built It. To bring it back, uh, you have a lot of amazing, like a lot of features that I guess I would expect to be here as part of a plugin that also um, kind of curates reviews. Uh, what kind of research did you do to to get to this point? Like you said, it was simple, but it, it does a lot already. Um, and I know you looked at competitors. There's a tons of SaaS services, but how did you determine like what features would be in it? And did you talk to users, things like that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I gave the really brief overview of, of how it started before. I'll go into a little bit more detail here to explain some of that. Um, what originally happened was I had one of these SaaS platforms contacted me. Well, it was actually one of their sales guys who I assume was commission only. And he contacted me because I also run a, a website maintenance business. Uh, so we maintain and manage WordPress websites. And he found that and, and contacted me and wanted to sit down. So I went to lunch with him or whatever. And we're talking and he's he's telling me about their product and how it works. And he basically described the funnel sort of similarly to how I just described it, but it was running on their their funnel or their platform. And they wanted to charge, I think the base price was like 300 bucks a month for this. Now they had a nice analytics dashboard and, and there's a lot of value there. But for my clients who were paying me, you know, maybe 200 bucks a month tops for, you know, managing, maintaining their website, 
another $300 was a pretty big upsell. You know, it was more than what I was already charging them. And so I was kind of like, well, that's really cool. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not, you know, we could talk some more, but I'm not terribly interested unless one of my clients really expresses a lot of interest here. And then as I left, I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I could probably build something like that that runs on WordPress. And now before you assume I'm just going to go code it, uh, a little new information for you. <laughs> I don't code. I'm not a. I'm not a developer unless you, <laughs> unless you count CSS and HTML. <laughs> so yeah. what I was thinking in my head is I could probably build this on Gravity Forms. Um, and so fast forward about I think it was about nine months later, one of my clients came to me, and well, actually he texted me, he forwarded me a text message that was that just had a link to one of these funnels in it that one of his vendors had sent him to get a review from him. And he's like, hey, could you do this for me on my website? And I was like, yeah, I think I can because I've already thought about this a bunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so I that, that's how the very first version of Starfish was done, the, uh, the early alpha, I guess you might call it, is I actually just built it all in gravity forms. And it didn't have a lot of the features it has now, but it did the very basic functionality and it worked. And we could run it on his website. We ran it for about six months. And I think he increased his reviews by like 100 reviews on Google. And he increased his overall rating, which was already fairly high, but he he moved it up even higher, you know, so he looks really, really good on Google. Um, And it helped his website rank better, too, as he did all this. And so that's when uh, we started to see those results on his site where I was like, well, um, I should sell this to my other clients. And then the obvious, you know, logical next step was, well, I don't want to have to reproduce this on every single site in Gravity Forms. We should build a plugin. And then it was like, well, duh, we should sell a plugin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And- that, so, so actually, I'm going to stop you right there um, because I, I want to, I want to kind of, I want this point to land. Um, you don't write code, but you did. Uh, you did build this out. You kind of prototyped it in uh, in Gravity Forms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really interesting because, uh, as a coder myself, um, if when I have an idea, I always think like, "Oh, well, here we go. I'm going to start laying down some code," um, without really kind of thinking about what's it going to look like, how's it going to get laid out. I kind of make all the all of those um, for just like an idea. I have mm-hmm. all those decisions in the shotgun. We'll say right. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the fact that you kind of laid it out in, in gravity forms first meant that you had you had zero technical debt. You got to see how it worked. You got to see if gravity forms was was sufficient enough for this before mm-hmm. moving on to coding a solution yourself. I think that's like uh, I think that's a really good takeaway. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I it it really made me a big believer in prototyping and testing. You know, just the. Uh, minimum viable product, as they often say, and that's that's basically what I did. Is <laughs> I just built him the very the very minimum. It just worked. It just barely did exactly what you know we needed it to. And then we saw how well it worked, and I was like, wow, you know this this is an idea that I think could have some legs if we if we wanted to build a real plugin and and really add some pe- features to it. Yeah, that that's that's fantastic. Um, 
So, uh, well, first of all, I interrupted you, so uh, I just wanted to make sure you completed the thought you were trying to complete. I'm very sorry about that. Oh, no worries at all. Well, th- yeah. so the next step was to find a developer, and I had a developer I'd worked with for some time and, and was able to do a profit-sharing arrangement with them, so I didn't have to come up with a bunch of funding up front to get it built. Um, and then after a while, we seemed to kind of hit the limits of his technical knowledge, and so I kind of I gave him a big... Uh, payment buyout <laughs> and nice. and and made a similar arrangement with another developer who's has a lot more experience has been doing this stuff uh, for a long time his name's Matt and Matt's you know kind of my business partner now on all this and has has really helped kind of rebuild the foundation of it so it's much more reliable much more consistent and much quicker actually too wow that that's again that's really cool right because um I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like profit sharing is always uh, something that's proposed when somebody has an idea. Mm-hmm. It's been proposed to me a few times. I've never taken the risk of um, doing the profit sharing model, but it sounds like in in both instances, it's worked out for your developers. Um, can you talk about kind of how you pitched the profit sharing model um, and and like how you persuaded these developers to do it? Sure. Uh, well, the, I guess the first step, at least in my mind, was I had a great relationship with both of them already. Like I'd hired them to do mm. other work for me and stuff like that. So they knew that we, you know, uh, worked well together. Um, you know, Matt's a great guy. We were like minded on a lot of things that are important, um, but I think different enough, too, that we're not uh, too locked in. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, that we're, we're able to explore new ideas and bounce new ideas off each other and stuff. Um, and so... Uh, I think just that and then all the stuff that I realized. So I was able to go to them and say, you know, okay, look what I already did with the prototype for this one client. Um, I think I can sell it, you know, as a significant upgrade to my other clients. But more importantly, I think we can sell it, you know, just as a WordPress plugin to any website owners or marketers or whatever out there. And then kind of showed them the market that was out there and showed them how many other of these SaaS uh products out there were doing the same kind of thing, but weren't doing it on WordPress and how we could very likely come in, you know, much cheaper than them because we didn't have all the overhead of the servers and the hosting and all that kind of stuff. Um, And, uh, but also give people control, you know, it's their data. It runs on WordPress on their website, et cetera. And so I, I think just all that, it was like, pretty clear that there was some real potential there and they were able and willing to get excited about it. Plus I didn't ask either one of them to leave their day job, you know, to Mm -hmm. do it. It was like, can you, you know, put some time into this on the side and then if it really starts paying you, maybe you'll drop some of your other freelance projects that you were already doing on the side. Wow. Um, Okay. So there's a lot of great advice there. The first, the first, and I think this is the most important one. Mm-hmm. Is that you? You already had a great relationship with both of them. You've hired them before, so you know you, they know you're not just out to make a quick buck off of them. Yeah. Um. So to to the business owners out there who are looking for a profit sharing model, I think this is really important, right? Because I've had basically people who have proposed this sort of thing to me wanted me to sign an NDA first, mm-hmm. um, and then they wanted me to say do profit sharing, and I'm like, I already don't like you clearly don't trust me. Why should I trust you at all? Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. You built that trust. 
And you had a working prototype. So you, you're showing that you've already put hours and thought into this. I, I really like that. Yeah. Well, and in both cases, too, I was able to say, hey, look, I'm a decent marketer. Um, I know how to do SEO and that kind of stuff. So I can get this in front of people, uh, but I can't build it. So I need you to build it. And I think you need me to market it. And so that makes a really good relationship that way. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You're kind of playing off of each other's strengths. And you, you, again, since you had that working relationship, you both knew what the strengths were. Yeah. Uh, Now, when it comes to marketing, um, you know, this is a social proof plugin. Um, How important, you know, I've got like courses, I've got the podcast. I know people listening probably have their own plugins or maybe even their freelancers. Um, What, how important is social proof uh, and is it more important in certain industries than others? Um, it's extremely important. And yes, I do think it does vary somewhat from industry to industry. Um, so uh, trying to order my thoughts here real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's very important in that it affects your SEO, as at least as far as we're applying social proof to online reviews. Online reviews can affect your SEO, so it's really important there. But uh, And we've got a bunch of stats and stuff on our website, but there's been a bunch of studies done, and most people these days read reviews. And not only that, but they're increasingly savvy about those reviews, so they, they know that if a product or a service or a plugin or, you know, whatever it might be that's being reviewed has 100% five-star reviews and there's like 50 of them or more, they know right off the bat that there's something going on. Like, like they're like, nobody's perfect, right? No, Nobody mm-hmm. gets it right all the time. Like, there's always somebody, like, like in your example, Joe, there's always somebody who didn't read the description before they bought it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. that the product's not amazing. It's just that there's always... There's always some situation that can't fit perfection. And right. so and so they're very savvy about that. So it becomes very important because people do spend time on that and they start reading through those reviews and looking at it. And um, but it, it does depend on the industry as well, because if something's, you know, wildly popular and all their friends are telling them you gotta try this thing, then it's really not that big a deal, you know, that you have a million reviews or whatever telling them the same thing that their friends are already telling them. On the other hand, if they're hiring a a local contractor or they're buying a newer product, then it's really important what, you know, what other people have said about it, because that's going to determine, you know, how they feel about it and whether or not they're likely to buy it or not. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. Now, small business owners wear a lot of hats. I know I am one of them. And while some hats are great, like doing this podcast and getting to talk to people, others, like the filing taxes and running payroll hat, are not so great. And that's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and managing a team actually easy for small businesses. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. And as a New Yorker subplanted to Pennsylvania, uh, the not paying my local taxes thing bit me a couple of times. So it would be it would have been great to have Gusto then. Uh, plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits or even 401ks for your team. Oh, and you can get direct access to certified HR experts too. This sounds like a pretty good way to kick off 2020 for your business, right? Uh, But here's the thing. 
Deadlines for the new year creep up earlier than you think, and you're going to want to get started now. I don't know about you, but I know that I've started thinking about this stuff around this time. And all of a sudden, February or March is here, and I'm like, I need to do something about my taxes. So don't wait. Let Gusto make it easier on you. As a bonus, listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. This is one hat you're going to be glad you gave up. I certainly am. Uh, And you can try a bonus and see it for yourself over at gusto.com slash build. So get three months free when you run your first payroll. Try a demo and see it for yourself over at gusto.com slash build. Thanks so much to Gusto for their support of this show. I'm sure we've all kind of done this where something has like a lot of really good reviews, but you have like the one bad review mm-hmm. that has made me not want to buy a product because it's like <laughs> everyone's like, this is great. And then the one's like, this was like broken in the box the day it arrived. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy this now. But um, <laughs> to to your point, you know, it, well, first of all, it informs people about a product that they're not seeing in, in real life, right? Like you can't just go to the store. Um or, or when you're online shopping, in, in most cases, you're not going to the store first to look at it. Um, exactly. But the other thing, the other thing you mentioned is that it 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 can affect your SEO. So, mm-hmm. um, is that to say that search engines like Google are crawling, you know, not only like the Google reviews, but Yelp or or other ones to to surface that and and affect um, like the page rank at all? Yeah, exactly. So the old adage is content is king, right? Um, every review constitutes content. It's it's additional content about your business or product or whatever it might be. And that includes your replies as well. So you can even go in and reply and make sure you're using relevant keywords uh, as you reply to those reviews, positive or negative. We actually encourage people to reply to all reviews, positive or negative. Um, and uh, you know, if, make sure you talk about your business as you're replying or talk about what you what you did well or whatever they mentioned in their review. And that's going to have, you know, relevant keywords in it. And that's more content that's related to your site, your business, whatever, and, and can help you rank. Wow. So that's I, I, I never really thought of that. Um, you know, I know like it's important to have reviews for the social proof if people happen to come or, you know, I've got the testimonials, but um, I I guess I've never really thought of it in that sense, right? That every review constitutes content. Uh, mm-hmm. So my my last my last kind of question in this line of questioning is: Are there certain review sites that um, digital uh, businesses or online entrepreneurs are there? Are there review sites that those folks should focus their time on? Um, yeah, again, there's it can be somewhat industry specific. So depending on where, you know, what the industry that is, Google obviously always loves Google stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. However, Google reviews are really made more for local businesses. You can kind of say, well, I don't have an actual physical location and so I want it everywhere and you can do stuff. But that's probably not going to help you as much as if maybe you get them on Trustpilot um, I'm not a big fan of Facebook personally, but Facebook is still huge. So if you can get reviews on Facebook, that can, that's always very helpful. Um, and then anything industry specific, like I said, um, whether it's, you know, if you're selling an ebook on Amazon, then you want Amazon reviews. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That's, that's really fantastic information. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. 
So now moving back to um, Starfish reviews, this is running right on your WordPress site. Um, is it is it something that encourages reviews at other places? Does it curate those reviews on the site itself, or does it just basically say like check out my reviews uh, in the places where I'm sending people? Yeah, so at this time, it doesn't pull in reviews from other websites, but we are hard at work on that, and that's going to be releasing very soon. So in the near future, you'll be able to have a dashboard, you know, telling you when you get new reviews. Uh, and, and this will probably be, we'll, we'll release a, a few features at a time. It's not going to all come in one big update, but you'll be able to, you know, see your new reviews from various sources on your WordPress dashboard. You'll be able to see some analytics and stuff like that. You'll also be able to use a short code or you know, Gutenberg uh, block or whatever to display your latest reviews on the front end. Um, all that kind of stuff is coming. We, we intend it to be a really full-featured review marketing plugin um, by the time, uh, you know, by, well, I won't set any dates, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's going to be awesome, and, and we're hard at work on the next big uh, features there. Yeah, that's that's really fantastic. So, um uh, you know, I usually ask what your plans for the future uh, your plans for the future are, and it sounds like you've laid them out. But I mean, I think this is a good strategy, right? First of all, you got your minimum viable product out. You mm-hmm. got the important part out, which is encouraging people to leave those reviews. Um, and then once you know somebody like me has reviews to display, this new feature will roll out, and I can go ahead and display them. So I think that's a good plan. Yeah, exactly. And there were already some plugins that would display them, and as I mentioned before, and there are some great ones out there, um, but we intend ours to be kind of the most uh, full package once we get all those features added on. Awesome. Um, so as we kind of wrap up here, um, you have you know you have those the funnels, I think is the term that you mentioned, right? Um, mm-hmm. What? What kind of wording uh, should I use on a funnel page to encourage people to get reviews? Is there some is there some like magic language I could use, or is it is it really just like the constant ask? Um, I would say something that's really personal. So you know your audience better than maybe anybody else, and they have certain expectations of you, like how you talk to them. And so I I would say customize it to you, you know, make it sound like you when you ask them, and they'll feel like it's more personal that way. I think that's the the best thing you can do. Now, if you try to encourage reviews on Yelp or certain other platforms that have really restrictive rules about what you can ask, then you can't necessarily outright ask. (laughs) You have to kind of be sneaky about it or or not really sneaky, but just, just don't ask. Just let them know that you really appreciate reviews and kind of leave it at that. So I would say the specific wording is only when you're trying to be compliant with the terms of service or something like mm. that. Um, but other than that, just make it personal. Just just make it sound like you. People love doing business with other people, not you know faceless corporations and stuff like that. Gotcha. That's a really actually that's a really good point. Um, and we should parse that out a bit because if I'm just asking for reviews on my own site or if I'm you know, for a while I had a call to action at the end of this. It's like leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps. Um, but, you know, if it's something like uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon's the one I keep going back to because that's the one I'm most familiar with. Mm-hmm. There are certain restrictions, right? Like I can't send you uh, a product for you to then review. You actually have to buy it through Amazon to review it. Is that right? Something like that? 
I believe so. I'm not real clear on all Amazon's review uh, uh, rules there. So, mm-hmm. but I I believe that's correct. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll link to um an episode of Smart Passive Income where he where he has an Amazon guy on talking oh, cool. specifically about that. Um, because uh, I know like it's like different for books because it's just you've always been able to send out review copies, but like. Other physical products, I've seen people reach out to me and say, hey, we want you to review our product. Um, can you buy it through Amazon? And then like, we'll PayPal you the money. And I'm like, no, I'm like, just send me the product. Uh, that's weird. Um, but they never explained why, and it's probably because of that. Yeah, um, they, so, well, yeah I yeah. think they want you to be a verified buyer is the thing, because those reviews yeah. get more weight than the ones that aren't. Gotcha. It, yeah, because um, again, that's another thing, right? If I'm like, sending, you know, if I'm giving people access to my course or whatever, or sending a copy of my book to somebody, they might be more inclined to say something nice about it because they got it for free. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been uh, great, Tevya. I do need to ask my favorite question, though, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. Um, I actually think we've covered several of them throughout this. Um, some of them maybe I didn't mention or I didn't emphasize as well as I could have. One is replying to positive reviews. Um, and the reason is that, as I mentioned before, it's content. It can help with SEO. Uh, but it can also, it's also another form of social proof in that you're showing that even the people that love you already, you're still willing to follow up with them and have that conversation and show them how much you appreciate what, what they said about you. Um, you're not just saying, oh, well, they're already in our camp, so I'm not going to mm. waste any time on them. Um, that just shows another that you're willing to go to another level of service there and makes it makes you just look all that much better. So, so yeah, that was one we mentioned, but I, I think it is a, a well-kept secret. It, it shouldn't be a secret, but <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I think that's great because you're right. Like I see the good reviews and I'm like, well, I don't need to convince them. Mm-hmm. They're already convinced. I'd rather, I rather, and maybe incorrectly, I'd rather spend my time on the one-star review figuring out why they gave me a one-star review when maybe there's just no convincing them that uh, my product is good. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with replying, replying to negative reviews as long as you're always... Um, kind and and positive and you know trying to encourage them to reach out to you so you can make it right but um but everybody wants to reply to the negative reviews right because that's the one that gets to you (laughs) right right yeah absolutely um man that makes that makes perfect sense uh tevia thanks so much for your time today i really appreciate it uh where where can people find you um starfish.reviews is our main website that's the best place uh you can follow me on twitter tevya w it's a t-e-v-y-a-w um and yeah feel free to contact me through the starfish reviews contact form or whatever works best for you fantastic i will link to those and everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it tevya thanks again i really appreciate you taking the time You're welcome, Joe. I really appreciate you and your awesome podcast. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much to Tevya for joining me today. I really loved his trade secret about replying to positive reviews and being kind with the negative reviews. That's something that I need to work on. I always feel the need to defend myself when I get a negative review when really I should be killing them with kindness. That's always the best way to flip the script and other 
uh, colloquialisms, at least here in the United States. Uh, thanks also to our sponsors, Pantheon, Gusto, and Ahoy. Without their support, this show would not happen. And uh, for everything that we talked about uh, and to learn more about our sponsors, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 144. There you will find links to subscribe as well. So be sure to subscribe if you like this. And you'll find a link to my latest resource. It's the podcast workbook. I'm working on a new course called Podcast Liftoff, where I will show you how you can get in front of the mic, get over that stage fright, get over the fear of pressing record, and start your own podcast. So if you're interested in doing that, head over to howibuilt.it slash 144 for the link to a free podcast workbook. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.